0: Welcome to the Axis Effect podcast, where you'll hear the most compelling, provocative, and real conversations with industry leaders and innovators in tech, sports, and entertainment with our host and CEO of well known PR firm, Axis Entertainment, Sarah Miller. Hi, this is Sarah Miller and Roger DeHay with. We have an exciting podcast. We got two amazing reoccurring guests. I got Scott Kirtley, intelligence analyst. I got Peter Sazin, CEO of Certify It. And we have a guest podcast coming on pretty soon, which I'm super excited to have her on. But oh my God, guys, I'm so excited to have both of you on at one time. Scott, we spoke with you seven seasons ago about security and keeping the world safe. And then we have Peter coming on with Certified and talked with Marjorie and I about fake news and pretty much certifying what's real and what's not real. And I thought this was such a good time given our guest coming on our guest guest to talk about this with the security, fake news, and how all this is affecting our daily lives. You know, Peter, we just chatted about the whole idea of what Certified is doing when it's certified that these are legit and real images. And I know we pivoted a little bit to this is, you know, military should be using this, intelligence should be using this, and how this is going to affect that side of keeping our country safe, which is what I really love to get Scott's opinion on. But we're still tracking on the same thing with you. I unless say things changed since our last podcast, that certify is truly certifying and validating legit videos and conversations, correct?
1: Yeah, all it is, is it's a camera where it's an app for your iPhone that instead of moving the video that you take into your photo library, we control the camera, lock down your ability to edit any of the data or even edit the video that you're creating. And we immediately upload it to our server so that you can't ever access the source file. And then when we share it, we only share a streaming link, an authenticated link that links back to the original source file. So if someone recorded a copy of it and then manipulated it and tried to change what happened in the video, it wouldn't be on our link, the certified link. So by our, our thesis and what we've been able to validate so far with customers, at least, and I'm really interested to hear because Scott is going to know 17,000 ways to break this. But... <laughs> It's really simple. It's like they're holding the camera, but beyond that, they have no control over the media that they're creating. And it goes right onto our server. And it's only valid if it's streamed from our link. And if it's not streamed from our link, that's how you know it's not real or at least suspect that it's not real. There's more stuff further down that we'll be doing, working with others in the industry, the Content Authenticity Initiative to... Allow you to manipulate the files in a way that can be tracked, but until that work is done, which is being done by Adobe and other members of this consortium, we just lock down the file and you stream it as is.
0: I said, so Scott, I love your feedback and opinion on this because we had a lot of good conversations about security and what's being leaked and content, and you know we talked so much about. I mean, it's not homeland security, but keeping people safe. And I love what Peter is doing. It's such a great way to authenticate the truth of what's really going on. And I know a lot of military have to, when they're out there, they're sending videos and photos back and forth to headquarters, you know, just for verification that certain people were caught. How do you feel about, I mean, this is a great tool, but is this something that you guys have seen in the past? Is it something that you feel you know, I wanted to try to break it for us, but I feel like it's such a tremendous thing that Peter's doing. How does this, I guess, change the security of everything on the side of military and government?
2: Well, that's the interesting thing about intelligence intelligence is not a 100% guarantee. I think it's it's important for all of us to remember that we have a number of milestones in American history where bad intelligence led to some very bad outcomes. One that sticks in my mind, and I know the Department of Defense and the United States intelligence community has grappled with how to ensure we don't do this again, is the buildup to the Iraq War, and when you have a director of the the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, showing images and sort of cherry picked messages to the president, and then saying, and this is a quote comes from. Um, the congressional hearings following 9-11 and some other things when it was George Tenet says to the president of the United States, it's a slam dunk, Mr. President, talking about weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. And we all know how that came out. And there are various stories about, well, you know, they had been there or whatever. But when that became the primary justification for the invasion of Iraq, and then they don't show up, the implications for national security are Huge and the trust of the American people and the world community in what American or any intelligence agency says becomes suspect from that point on. Well, the intelligence community has moved with a series of they call intelligence community directives to ensure that kind of, or at least to not ensure it never happens again because we're all human beings and we're all fallible and everything everything created by human beings is going to have some some fallibility but there has been a a move since really 2005 to try and make sure that kind of thing does not happen again you ever hear an intelligence professional say that's a slam dunk to whoever the decision maker is that person should be thrown right out of the room so that's that's one thing. When we talk about what I think what what Peter's doing here and, and the entire project is exceedingly admirable because there has been so much distrust sown in American institutions, primarily, no matter where one falls politically. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I guess I just <laughs> took a stand on the Iraq war, but, but I think it's safe 20 years later to do that. Look at some of the issues that are coming to the forefront now about classified documents and the role of the the FBI in ensuring that those classified documents were accounted for and how they went about it and everything else. If there is no trust in the institutions, then it doesn't matter what proof. Let's say the, the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, NGA, has actual, let's say, satellite imagery or photographic evidence of North Korea is ready to, uh, hypothetically, North Korea is ready to launch a intercontinental ballistic missile on Vancouver or on San Francisco. There are now going to be a number of people, a sizable percentage of Americans who say, well, no, that's totally bogus. And it's meant to take our attention off of high gas prices or high inflation or whatever. And because we have sown distrust, and the, a lot of the institutions are kind of guilty of this—of having gone forward with this in the past—it turns into a situation. I think Sarah kind of said at the beginning: you don't know what to believe, or you're, you're questioning even when you when you see what you think is evidence in front of your face. You're wondering, well, is this real? Is this true? And I've got some other examples, but let's keep the conversation going.
0: No, no, and I, I love that you know nothing is a hundred percent. And, I, and I'm going to close back at Peter right now. Based on that, I mean, obviously, we can you hard question I know for me to go over with you, but can you 100% guarantee that this is 100% safe, secure, and legit? I know as much as you can, but is where is that margin of where you can't 100% say and put our great on
2: scene, yeah. a great scene anyway. in the movies in the in the movie Zero Dark Thirty where yeah. the yeah. analyst, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking Leon Panetta and all the, the CIA staff and there's other national security yeah. higher ups in the room. And she says, Panetta asks, what's the likelihood that he's there? And she goes, 100%. And everybody in the room, their jaws <laughs> kind of hit the floor. She goes, okay, <laughs> let's say 95.6 or whatever you know whatever," because <laughs> I know you guys hate, hate absolutes. See, that, I that, that was, that, that's yeah. me in
0: meetings. I'm a 99.9% sure because I'm pretty spot on, but I'm going to give a little bit of margin of error just to have so, a conversation about it. But that goes back to Peter. Can we say 100% certify if we have to send something to Scott down in Columbia right now that it is legit?
1: It's legit, but 100% of course we can't just because anyone who makes that claim is going to invite someone who will prove them wrong. Every Mm -hmm. single time, there is a group of hackers out there that are always looking for a challenge, and a claim of a hundred percent tamper-proof video is gonna like they'll be like sharks circling. Oh, fun! Let's prove these guys wrong. That said, you know we've gone a long way towards taking the steps that at least it'll require a great degree of hacking sophistication including impersonating a server's URL, which is extremely difficult. I I mean, I wouldn't put anything past the capabilities of the US government, but most people don't have access to the tools that would be needed to hack this. And I think what's key about it is that basically, it's understandable why it would work. It's like, okay, I'm holding up the camera... Think of it as like you're holding up someone else's phone. And then once you're done recording, you give the phone back to them. So you never, you can't even get to that file you just created.
0: Okay, so okay. I'm going to video, I'm going to literally, while we're on the podcast, I'm videotaping this to show authenticity that this is a true podcast with you, Marjorie and Scott right now. Excellent. I'm going I'm I'm to I'm test your theory on this because I love that you use AI and I love artificial intelligence and i know as technology gets smarter it's harder for us as humans to outrun that and now that has been a big question if you're smart enough to build certify it you're smart enough to hack in anywhere and i think that is yeah. i mean not you as certify it peter's awesome but <laughs> i'm just saying there is that possibility that no it's not 100% but you're using the most advanced ai to ensure security that this is authentic and real.
1: Yeah, I would love to be able to say that, Sarah, but we're not, it's not even that fancy. This is nothing more than we take over your camera, you hold the record button and we take the file from you. So you never could get to it. When you use your phone camera, you can get to those files, you can go and you can edit the metadata, which is yeah. where it took place and when it took place. So we're like, as a first step, Let's at least get that file. If we want it to be tamper proof, let's get it off the phone so the creator can't yeah. tamper with it. Let's put it on our server. Let's lock down that server and let's stream it so that, and we actually disable copy downloads of the video. So they're mm-hmm. way around that too, but it at least prevents the loose file. Remember the old expression from World War II loose lips sync. The Today, loose files. I, I am the catchy version, but they are the fodder of fake news because people take loose video yeah. files and they can slice and dice yeah. and recombine them well, they can well, there's and, a great- great- and then and then the AI which we'll get to bit, adds even more complexity because now they can make something look so real yeah. that people are going to believe it
0: okay but I just great. I just I just videotaped you guys for thirty seconds I have to be on mm. certified App, but what's going to prevent me from just sending this video to Marjorie right now, saying, "Can you believe that?" And
1: it's not certified. Yeah, but if
0: I go, okay, I'm certified. I so have to upload this onto the app and then say who I want to go. No, no, you
1: don't have to upload. You have to use the app to record it. The app has a camera in it, so it's using the hardware of the phone. But we are we hijack the camera, so we're not using. You know, we're we hijack the lens, if you want to call it that. So, we're you. I mean, it's really just the API for the camera, right? To to speak technically, but it, it means that we're controlling the camera and what people can do with it when you're in our app. And that's the only way you can create a file. You cannot upload a file to certify it. You have to record it live. And if it cannot access the metadata, like it cannot access the time and it checks the time against our server time and because it knows your location. Which is the other thing? It must be able to access. It can figure out what your time is based on your time relative to where our server time is, because we know the the servers in in Europe and you're in California. And you said it's 10 p.m. Well, actually, we know that it's actually 8 a.m. Whatever you can. So I think the most important point is simply that if you force the person to expose their location and the time of day, along with the video, and reveal that they're recording it because it's going to come from there. You have to record it from your phone. We validate your phone number on your phone. We can at least confirm that the video was recorded on that device at this exact time and at this exact location, and that nobody has altered it since it was created. That's basically the promise that we try to make. And that's the promise, as long as you're streaming it from our server, from our link, unless people hack into our servers, which are on Amazon, so they'd have to hack into Amazon Web Services, then they would perhaps be able to hack the phone.
0: I want to let Marjorie and Scott give us some of their feedback on this. And I am on your app, and I am going to record both of you guys, all of you. I want to give them each a chance to kind of give some feedback and their comments on this and then I'm going to shoot it off to you while and then I'm going to bring our next guest on. So Marjorie, give us some thoughts on this. You know, I think,
3: Peter, this is a fabulous idea. It's, it's user getting users to actually use it because we were talking about this before. There's so many okay. fake reviews. You could like honestly there's the like, you know the in China there's just places that can give you millions of reviews, you know, pay for play. But what I love about your app is really the, and Scott could probably talk more about this, but, you know, you hear a lot about these police videos that may get altered or only release parts of the videos. So something like this just has fascinating military security and police applications. And maybe, Scott, you can talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, no, what I really like, Peter, is that you're realistic and that you never say never. If you haven't had the chance, and that's really for everybody here, and for everybody listening, the first part, the first volume of the Mueller report. So not getting into the political stuff and you know everything else and all the mud that was flown back and forth on that, but the first part of the Mueller report was the concentration on the Russian GRU—that's the military intelligence units in the Russian army—that were trained to hack, that were trained to take on the personas of other players. And they were able to use, not AI, but as you were talking, I was thinking, man, you could use AI for the things that the GRU units did. That's where they got into the servers at the the Democratic National Committee Mm. by fooling fooling the staffers that they were doing security updates. So they're sending emails to various staffers throughout. And by getting to the low-level staffers, They were eventually able to work their way up to the chairman of the DNC. And then were able to get into discussions between the chairman of the DNC and Hillary Clinton at that time, the presidential nominee for the Democratic Party. So you can see where there's the wherewithal. We say global competitors with global competitors in this world amongst their hacking community to try and get in. And, and, you know, if you throw a challenge out there that says this is it's impossible to hack this they will find a way. They will absolutely find a way. You've, you've seen that, that Chinese hackers got in and, and were able to take all of the personal data of everybody who has a security clearance to the United States government, whether it's 2015 and 16. And in fact, I got that notice that you, all of your information has been hacked. So whenever I whenever I need a password or something, I feel like I should go down to the Chinese embassy and just say, you guys got my stuff, right? So Could you, could you remind me? My mother's maiden name, you know, <laughs> could, you
0: could
2: you help me out with this? <laughs> um, gonna, but I, no, I you know, joke, I joke, but you, those things happen. It's like yeah. funny,
0: not funny. What's interesting is that, okay, yes. so I love that I'm recording all of this right now on my Certify It app. And I'm we're going to verify this. Cool. We're going to certify the verification of what's going on here. But I do, before I send this off to you, Peter, I want to bring our next guest on, who I think is very important. Exactly. She's highly intelligent, super smart. She is one of my best friends. Marjorie and I have known her forever. Super awesome. We want to bring on chat GPT and we are saying she's a heat she, cause we all know women are better at multitasking. Sorry guys, but let's talk to her. And I want to see how much she could share with us the validity of what we're talking about right now. So Peter, I am going to quickly send my Video to you, upload it, going to get it over to you. We'll come back to certify it and see how much manipulation I just made to the video. I made you all look 20 years younger and I changed the narrative. Yeah. We'll just see if that worked or not. Uh, but In the meantime, let's get our friend and our guest on here because we have a lot of stuff to talk about with Miss Chat GPT.
4: Hello, Sarah Miller.
0: Hello. Hello, darling. I have a question. How secure is the network with ChatGPT? I think we just need to um, keep our questions. That takes maybe a second, Peter.
1: Yeah.
0: She is voice. No, I, AI voice recognized. No, I'll, I'll okay. ask her to okay.
1: keep her. I'll ask her to keep her answers.
2: Short, <laughs> relatively short. Yeah.
4: <laughs> ChatGPT uses an advanced security system to protect its network and users. All data is encrypted and secured with the latest industry standard encryption protocols and technologies, ensuring that all data is kept safe and secure.
1: Okay, Okay, so to understand and to under I want so people don't get too confused, to understand that answer, that answer is nothing more than the average answer of any time anyone has asked a company on the web, how secure is your network? And so yeah. even though it sounded like a highly custom answer to what chat GTP actually uses, it has nothing to do with how chat It is merely the average answer for that type of question. Okay. So, that's so, the way you have to think about machine so learning. Let's
0: get a little bit, let's get a little bit more, let's become smarter than the AI being used, if that's possible. What is GPT? What is your breadth of intelligence? Can you answer any and all questions, or is there a limit of what information you have access to? Because I feel like this is important, at least from a security standpoint, Scott, because I know with terrorism, with drugs, there's only so much info you could access through a network.
2: No, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's see. Let's see what she says. (laughs) Let's see what she says.
4: My breadth of intelligence is limited to the information and data available to me. I'm not able to answer questions related to topics outside of my knowledge base. However, I'm continuously learning and expanding my understanding of the world around me. Okay,
0: what is the extent, what are the topics in your knowledge base? What industries or what information? What's a good way to ask this? Because I know it's all about with AI, the more you talk, the more they learn. So, you have, be, you have to be very specific on our questions,
1: correct? Well, for, yeah, so perhaps. So it, it's already been trained. We're not training it right now. There might a little tiny bit of data. Uh,
3: Can you ask her if she has access to the dark web?
2: I knew okay. I was going to. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's well, actually what kind of I
2: was going. If
0: this, if this gets in the wrong hands, we need to know. Wait, I know how to get on the dark web. Does oh, that? Well, yeah, more than AI?
1: Oh, interesting. Interesting. Hold on, everybody. She's thinking. She
3: doesn't
4: know. want to tell
1: us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, come on, spit it out.
4: What, I do not have access to the dark web. What I think is it.
0: interesting, and I, I can't remember if I'm going to say this with you, Scott, on a podcast, but everybody knows you download Torque and your VPN and how to get into the dark web. So I'm sorry, Marjorie. I'll help you with that. I'll be your chat gpd for that i can do it myself <laughs> i know right so the thing is, let me ask her i mean i mean let's ask her this peter because it's an ai base is this a threat to national security
1: if you're asking me
0: i am um, not let's, let's ask let's ask that's GPD.
1: the expert here but um, let me ask
0: her that let's ask her i want to see. oh okay ask
1: her is. ask her okay is so how you want her. is is chat, say,
0: with is chat GPT. Yeah. Is ChatGPT okay, a threat to national security?
4: Yeah.
0: And then, Scott, I want to I get your opinion on this and what you think.
4: <laughs> it she is. Doesn't... No, ChatGPT is not a threat to U.S. national security. We take great... Liar. Care <laughs> <to our former laughs> ...services are secure and compliant with all relevant laws and regulations.
0: Okay, a- ask her this. How are you in co- compliance and who gave you that information? And then, Scott... Do you yeah. feel this is going to be a threat to national security on any level? Or are you just going to refrain from answering that?
1: Well, I, well, I, no, I, I want to, to see to hear, what she's yeah, going to say. I wanted to hear the
2: answer to this first, yeah. Then I'll, then I'll give you my, my thought.
4: This information is based on my research and analysis of GPT security measures and policies. I have also consulted with security experts who have confirmed that our system is secure and compliant. Okay.
0: Who are your security experts? Let's ask her that. Hmm. And then, Scott, you'll tell Yeah, us. I was going say,
2: then I have some thoughts.
0: Okay. Interesting how she said she self verified.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. I never got to have certified do that. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have to record mm-hmm. this and have Peter verify that for us.
1: Yeah. Okay, she's thinking. Here she comes.
4: Our security experts are experienced in the field of cyber security and data protection. They are knowledgeable about the latest technologies, protocols, and measures to ensure the protection of user data.
2: Okay, blah, blah, blah. so so can I'll I'll give you my thoughts here. Does everybody remember Edward Snowden?
4: Yeah,
2: yeah, dear Edward, dear Edward, dear Snowden, who's now Snowden, Snowden in, yes in in <laughs> Moscow with his best friend uh, Vladimir Putin. But so I was I was working for Homeland Security at the time when everything he passed, it ended up going to the Washington Post, New York Times. And the first thing those publications did after the you know, they had editorial board meetings, they actually published some of the actual documents that Snowden had absconded with. And to the point where they had to send they meaning the security the security staff are Automated security staff had to send messages to all of us. You can't go to the websites for these for these major U.S. newspapers. I think the Drudge Report actually put like on their front, you know, that their front screaming headline: one of the top secret documents, top secret with all kinds of caveats. That stuff your average analyst is not going to see in the course of a normal duty day and instructing us if you download this onto your personal computer you have now downloaded a sensitive classified United States document a United States government document and if you do not self report you are now in violation of whatever US code whatever USC and whatever title that was that you had to then bring in your personal computer to be scrubbed by the the security professionals so if something is available generally on the web and so WikiLeaks, if the WikiLeaks things were in there, for your average person to get their hands on any of those documents that Chelsea Manning gave up, uh, your average citizen is probably not going to get in trouble but somebody like me, I'm going to lose my job, I'm going to lose my clearance, I'm going to lose everything just by having a PDF version or whatever, a screenshot of any of those documents. So that's where something like this could. At least in the eyes of the U.S. government and security professionals within the U.S. government, see a potential security threat and a threat to national security. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, and I think that's amazing. Yeah. Exactly what I was looking for. I want to try to trip her up a little bit here. If we run out of time, hmm. just you know, I, I get it's AI. It's all about security, but I want to try to break this, Marjorie, from a legal standpoint. Is there any any small like legal thing that you know if it was true AI and correct? she would give you the answer you'll need as an attorney. Is it a code? Is it a specific legal term, a law? Give her something or give Peter something legally for him to ask her. I think what I'd like to ask, is it legal for Microsoft to invest
3: $10 billion in chat GPT when it's technically supposed to be, you know, an open nonprofit type?
0: Open source AI.
3: Yeah, open source. That seems a little sketchy to me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> what did you say? It's meant, is it legal for Microsoft to invest $10 billion in ChatGPT? If, if it's meant, meant to, to
0: be, be an open source, ChatGPT is an open source AI, right? It's
1: open source. Well, it's not actually open source, but it, uh, widely, if it's meant to be um, okay. a public benefit, maybe.
0: Okay. Then I remember, is it legal for Microsoft to invest? Is it a conflict of interest for Microsoft to invest in ChatGPT? Yeah. Let's see if the ethics come along with this. I see what she says on that.
1: Of course she has an opinion. <laughs>
2: here's,
0: your, here's your legal response, Mags. I was
2: waiting for like Norman from the Star Trek episode <laughs> of you know, Harry Mudd, you know, to start going, doesn't compute, doesn't compute. Right, we can give her any voice. Let's see what she yeah. says. Yeah. <laughs> she's
1: ready. Get ready.
4: No, it is not a conflict of interest for Microsoft to invest $10 billion in chat GPT. The investment will help the company continue to develop and improve its platform, making it more secure and reliable for users.
0: That's a that's a really good legal statement, Marjorie. That's what we would expect from this. (laughs) Ask her this. Ask her, do you reveal personal data on people if asked, if asked? We have to say, obviously. I mean, I think that, Scott, would be the scariest part because they always have what's that one? technology. Verify it. You could go on, verify it, and get information on people. Yeah. But I don't know how accurate that is because there's so much stuff that people say that's not true. What What does she say to us on this, Peter?
4: No, I do not reveal personal data about the people I've learned from, even if asked. All data is kept confidential and secure in accordance with ChatGP's privacy policy.
0: Okay. What is the benefit of talking to you then if you can't tell us anything? Let's just, let's just cut to the chick <laughs> because I can have a better conversation with any of you guys three, you know, over cocktails than I can with her.
1: Yeah. So this is this is what uh, would well, be funny because this, as you know, the model we're using here is GPT-3. Chat GTP is a slightly more conversational iteration yeah. of that model. So I shouldn't even guess. She'll probably blow this our is- minds. But <laughs> Chat GPT might have a little more fun with this. The difference between this one and Chat GPT. ChatGPT ch- ch- t- has seems to have a little bit more of a sense of humor. I, I, that's very superficial and not based on anything other than anecdotal information. But right. anyway, what is the benefit of talking to you then?
0: I mean, it's kind of like if that you movie. You can't
1: movie. tell us anything. There okay. you go. She had a very fast answer for that.
4: <laughs> I hate you all. <laughs> Guidance on a variety of topics which can help people make informed decisions. I also provide an unbiased, impartial perspective, which can be invaluable in decision making. Okay.
1: Say, really? Then, ask her her, my... really? <laughs> then, then, then
4: <laughs> some advice.
0: Let us ask her who she thinks is going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. Ooh. Wait. I. She wants. How do
1: practice? you know you are unbiased? Mm-hmm. you reflect the bias implicit? In...
0: I feel like so, so you know that movie, I, we're just going all around the world on this podcast, Jexy, that movie to where the phone had was AI-based and was there to actually become an actual human based on the AI, the personality of talking to its owner in that movie. I mean, I think there's so much out there and advancement in AI. I'm still thinking chat GPT is just like another type of WhatsApp to keep it secured Often networks is all it is. I don't really feel, or she's
1: just not that smart. Did you just partner? I'm going to have to jump in because <laughs> she can do some pretty and crazy things. First, let's get back to your question about bias. She has a canned response, but let's hear it.
4: Okay. I am constantly learning and refining my understanding, so I am able to recognize and avoid bias in my responses. In addition, ChatGPT's algorithms are designed to identify and mitigate potential sources of bias in the training data.
1: So, there's a whole hour long conversation we could have with her about how she does that because I don't know how, right? But, in terms of what else I've seen, a simple example in terms of the new products that are going to be coming that are just low hanging fruit. I mean, this is, we're at internet when it was 9,600 baud with this. This has been out for six weeks in public access. Six weeks. So we're at 90, we're in 1993, four, in terms of internet access. We're, so we start at 9,600 baud, now we're up to 50 meg, 150 meg access speeds, right? 9,600 baud is four characters a second, something like that. It's like really slow. So the fact that it's this good, this early, imagine what's going to happen to it five years from now and it is going to it already does things that i never thought it could i can ask it to write a piece of software to do a certain thing in an app i'm building for my iphone in c++ and it will write the code programmers are actually saying that it's coming up with the most efficient solutions for programming problems than humans have because it's 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 all the collective programmers intelligence combined I asked it. I said, "Hey, I'm going to LA. I could do it now, but it'll take too long for it to tell us." But I said, "I'm going to LA for a three day weekend. What should I do?" And it spit out a daily itinerary of start here, go to the Library of Tarpits, go mm-hmm. visit the Hollywood Sign, make sure you don't miss the Getty Museum. Talked about the Ferris wheel on Santa Monica Pier. Said, you know, and it scheduled them. And and then I said, "Well, is there enough time between events?" And then it it, it figured out enough drive time between the appointments. And by the end, I was done. I had a complete itinerary, including the... uh, And and then I said, can you add the uh, contact information for each of those places? And then it added the contact information. And in a few... I had an entire trip organized for LA. And it was pretty damn good. It wasn't just really average stuff. It was very specific, very specific restaurants that it would recommend that were near these venues it was fascinating to me and uh,
0: yeah but i think what I, and i love that but where's my concern and i am going to marjorie because there is a similar app it's not this one that for media i could go on i could ask it to write a press release about a subject or a client a white paper and it gives it to me in like five minutes and then i could hit that out over the wires what's what the issue is the security of the You know, manipulating the news, the media through media channels and PR, putting stuff out there that's not verifiable as well. And I, I, you know, for media, that is a big issue when it comes to press and media. I could put a release out, slandering, say anything I want, and it will legitimately give me a release with backing to it. And I know that um, wire services are cracking down on security in general. But Marjorie, from a legal standpoint, how is that a hindrance or a benefit? When it comes to being in court, putting docs together, sending letters, knowing responses are legitimate, or are they just going to do the same thing that Peter and I are doing, doing this and just print it off and giving it to somebody? I think it's very different
3: if it's a like reporter writing a story versus court documents because you can't really generate court documents. I think through you could, but I, I don't know the legality of it. it. Just seems like you know you'd have to review that, you'd have to really go through it, make sure it's correct. You could potentially do that i mean my bigger concern is do you guys all remember that when microsoft created a bot on twitter it was about six years ago and it took the bot like it would start responding to twitter and within 24 hours the bot became horribly racist and they had to shut it down so what is preventing you know chat gps from like having that kind of same experience i know it's six years later but you know, there is going to be some bias. There has to be. I can't believe that there wouldn't be yeah, some well, bias um, on this.
1: Well yeah. What is the bias? It is to it to humanity. Go ahead, Scott. Right. But, I mean, yeah, yeah no, the bi- the
2: bias it? will be the bias will be key to whoever input the data that that the AI is accessing. Yeah. One thing we have, and Marjorie you'd probably be interested in this, is Intelligence Community Directive two oh three, written in two thousand five, I believe, and that is It's kind of the Bible for all intelligence analysts. And it goes through the long list of things, essentially to avoid bias on the part of the individual and then how to have several layers of review. This is to avoid this. It's a slam dunk, Mr. President Moments in the future. And then what ICD-203 also calls for is at the end of your analysis, at the end of everything you've written, you also are required to write the, the, uh, the anti-analysis essentially. So essentially saying if all of my assumptions are wrong or various assumptions that I have made in this analysis are wrong, here's what the analysis will be. So you have a counter interpretation of the data and it forces analysts to do that. And the whole idea is to help recognize your own biases beforehand, and then to have the several layers of review to ensure that. Not doing that. I could see in the future, Peter, where you could you could train
1: AI to do that, to then. Oh yeah. It's all about the training data, as you said. It's all about the training data, and it only knows what you show it. And if you choose to show it certain things, it's like a child. If you don't expose your child at age ten to certain things, the child they don't exist to that child. And this this doesn't know about certain things because. But it has been trained with basically as much publicly available, crawlable information on the internet it could find. So it's literally, it just got all the words written by all the people in the world, sure. and every messaging board and every, and every discord, whatever it could get access to for training. So here, here's your
2: million dollar idea. You could then have a counter analytical tool through AI and call it devil's advocate
0: you're welcome you're welcome that's a mic drop moment scott we are actually like so training out of time right now <laughs> my last parting thoughts on this because we we are running out of time on our show this was much longer more details for this that we need to cover in another show all the answers i'm reading on the screen right now peter they are very well thought out articulated legalese public relations type responses. And I'm going to argue on another podcast with you where who is feeding that because those are trained to be very legal, sophisticated answers. To me, I feel like this is canned. This isn't legit and authentic, but I want to see if we can ask one last question before we wrap. Let's see what she has to say on that first. I saw you type.
1: I accused her of of doing PR. And responses to which her reply.
4: No, my responses are not canned. I am constantly learning and refining my understanding. So I am able to provide unbiased, impartial perspectives on a variety of <gasps> Okay,
0: that's how um, I would talk to press for a client. Let's ask her this. Who do you predict is going to win the Super Bowl?
2: Good, uh, we'll win. win. We'll win. <laughs> <is
0: this. laughs> She's not going to talk to you anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I knew it. Ah, here we go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone knows what she's going to say, but so
4: this proves my point. We'll win the Super Bowl, as I am not an expert in sports. So,
1: so, so, you're an expert in everything else.
0: So that's so that's my <laughs> whole point with ChatGPT. I think it's a cool. I think it's amazing. It's another new thing coming out, but these are very specifically canned, smart answers to protect the IP the funding, the people behind this, a real, real AI chat can and this is what you said, Peter, personality can pick up, mimic, feed off it, CRM, know what your patterns are, and be able to pull the resources. When we get to that point, I will honestly say I am impressed.
1: But well let's bring maybe you want to bring so this is this is chat GPT's slightly Dumber. Dumber cousin. So, yeah, so...
3: She's going to stop working with you. I know.
1: (laughs) But she can't hear unless I type, which is one of the things... Like, people get worried about AI taking over. I'm just like, just unplug it.
2: Can you ask her what Siri and Alexa are like in person?
1: (laughs) That's a great
0: question. (laughs) guys, we we do have to wrap our podcast. I feel like this was such a good intro to AI and what the future intelligence looks like but as soon as this is smarter than the four of us Uh. together in one room then we have a real game going on but for now we do need to wrap up right after this answer peter so
1: all right well she has her opinion
4: siri and alexa are both virtual assistants that are designed to answer questions and provide information they are not actual people so it is not possible to interact with them in person.
0: You know what I find interesting? <laughs> I have an Aussie. My series he- Aussie <laughs> on mine. And he's pretty damn smart when I need to ask him, but this is interesting. Guys, I so loved having you on this podcast right now. I just think we have got to take this
4: to a whole other <laughs> room
0: about Part chat and intelligence. <laughs> The computer or device, this cracks Yeah. My My comment to your question, Peter, to her, one last moment before we wrap. Is yep. her, she's like, I'm interacting with you. She's like, no, you're interacting with me through a computer or mobile device. Avi,
1: like, that was such a, that's, that's like a, it doesn't, a politician. It doesn't
0: answer. matter what you look like. Oh my God, you guys, this is, this is amazing. I like, I love that we are trying to break the internet through chat GPT. Scott, I'm so glad you was a moment to catch up with you. I know you're calling in. From Columbia, it's so good to have you on. We definitely want to follow up with you again where we're at. Peter, always love having you on. It's so, so much fun with you. I think the smarter sibling or cousin is up and running. We should have her on and see how the personality test works with her. But if
1: any... No, let's put them against each other. That would <laughs> <be fun.
0: Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> chat wars. Marjorie, it's always good to have you on, guys. And we are going to run because... As much as we're having a fun playing and trying to break this, we got to wrap. Peter, amazing. Certify It is an amazing app. I just sent a video to Marjorie. We're going to let you know the experience on that. Great. Scott, we are putting our trust in you to keep us safe with all of your future <laughs> endeavors with intelligence. It's so good to have you guys all on one podcast. And we look forward to bringing you guys all back again for Chat 2.0.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Bye, guys. Thank Bye. you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Axis Effect podcast. If you don't want to miss an episode or download past episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Axis Effect podcast on your favorite podcast provider. To learn more about the podcast or our guests, please visit theaxiseffect.com.